Welcome back to the Cult Surf Podcast. Nathan here. We've got our uh, special friend here, Cameron. Um, How's it going, guys? Cameron, will you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Give us a little introduction. Um, I know we were we, we met over in uh, Idaho Falls um, a little while back, but while, I think it was last January or something like that. Yeah, about a year. That's right. So, um, best friends. Yeah, forever. Oh, you know. <laughs> uh, well, my name is Cameron McClellan. I'm originally from Nampa, Idaho. I've been down here in IF for about a year or two now. Uh, just going to school up here at BYUI, trying to figure out what I want to do with my life. Um, I don't know, should I say a little bit about me? Yeah, well, just when did you, um, where did you serve? When oh, yeah. did you get back and everything? Yeah, so I served in the Lima, Peru East Mission. Sweet. And I got back, I think it was April 2020, back in the whole COVID thing, sent all the missionaries home. Nice. Yeah, it was about the time, actually, yeah, that was the same time I got back. That's right, it was the same time. Yeah. Good times, good times. Oh, yeah. Cool. So, <clears throat> today we wanted to talk a little bit about... Um, a, a beloved topic mm-hmm. that uh, everyone experiences from time to time. You want to avoid because we're said it damages your faith mm-hmm. um, and other things. But the topic of today is discouragement. Mm-hmm. The beloved, wonderful oh, word. It's it's a fantastic one. The mission, isn't it? <laughs> Indeed. Um, so. I mean, we all experience it, like mm-hmm. I was saying. Um, and yeah, what what do you what did you find like when you did experience it on the mission? Mm-hmm. What kind of helped you get out of it or avoid it? Yeah. So, like everybody else, there's like a, there's a lot of times where that happened where there's some days where I feel discouraged or some periods where we just, we just weren't finding. Yeah. We weren't being able to really complete our mission as missionaries. We were kind of just struggling, and it's it's really easy to get discouraged in those times. But I think really the best way to avoid that or get out of those those kind of slumps is really to and I know it sounds corny I know it's kind of the basic answer but really just to turn outwards um, just to kind of focus on other people trying to help them rather than thinking I'm not I'm not being a good enough missionary I'm not completing my part rather just turning out and looking to help people not even to uh, to change them not even to change their minds but just to help them and bring them closer to Christ is really what I'd say is the uh, is the biggest factor there yeah yeah, I agree. So it's it's almost just like, well, it's like uh, the classic, the letter with President Gordon Hinckley when he was on the mission, just mm-hmm. like losing yourself. Lose yourself in the work. Yeah. Just work. Yeah, that's interesting. That's like, that's interesting that that's the cure for pretty much everything. Right. I mean, not not everything, but like <laughs> many things. That just most experience. things in life. There's yeah. a few things you can't avoid, but... For the most part, just putting your back to the wheel. That's not the saying. Put your shoulder to the wheel. <laughs> I mean, you could put your back too. I mean, I mean, it might not work as yeah, well. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not quite as well, but uh, yeah, I wouldn't turn your back on it. No, nah, just putting your shoulder to the wheel and really <laughs> pressing forward, I guess that's really the best option. And sometimes it's really tough. You know, there's sometimes depression is a big thing, big discouragement factor in the mission. Yeah. Uh, I know I went through that a little bit and I know other guys do as well. And girls, both, both can go on the mission. <laughs> um, but even then, like, you still just have to get out there. Uh, even if, like, you're still struggling, just being out there. Even, like, I know there were times where I would struggle to contact just because I was feeling really bad that day. And I can't remember what it was about anymore. But uh, I would just be out there. And my companion was doing most of the contacting. But getting into those contacts and talking to people kind of snapped me out of that. And I was able to kind of help put my 
put um, put the work first in that moment and then just get stuff done, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think a lot of times whenever I was discouraged, I think back and <clears throat> it was like many times those contacts, like when I would just go for it and just like for that split second, forget myself, then like it was easier to just keep going. Like, I guess mm -hmm. just sometimes all it took was a conversation. Mm -hmm. It's like that snowball effect. Like you yeah. have one good conversation and it'll just get you going. Yeah. And you'll like, be able to forget the problems you're facing kind of at that time. Even if it's something big, like a uh, death in the family or something like that, like you'll be able to put that to the side and kind of distract yourself from it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I think one of the, one of the things that would kind of discourage me is I would compare myself Mm -hmm. That was a to, like, too. to my companions, yeah. because I mean we were both Spanish speaking. You were down in Peru, but I was yeah. I was in Albuquerque, and so I mean obviously it's different. Um, you probably had more like native Spanish speaking companions. Yeah, I had uh, that was that was the majority of my companions. I had a, like I think two two uh, American companions. The rest were all Latinos from all over the place. Okay, yeah, yeah. So like, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but for me. And like, and this could be the same for you, but for me, it was like, I would compare my Spanish and I'd be like, man, I'm like terrible. Like I, I, I can't even speak this. Like yeah. this is so bad. No, that was, that was definitely a problem like way early on. Like I eventually got the, like got the hang of it mm -hmm. and I was able to complete a pretty decent conversation. But at the very yeah. beginning, oh, that was rough, especially cause my companion wouldn't help me. I'd ask him stuff like in English cause like I got lucky. My first companion was Latino, but he spoke English. Oh, nice. He learned. So like in the middle of discussions, I'd be like, I don't know what this word is. And, uh, and he wouldn't help me out. So I just felt like really like, oh no. And it got to the point where some people would ask like what I was trying to say to, to my companion and that kind of hurt really bad. Mm -hmm. Um, but just keeping, keeping at it that like, I, like comparing yourself is definitely difficult, especially in those times. But I definitely thought that was more of a learning experience. Yeah. Yeah. I just like the whole, I mean, I think anytime when you compare yourself to someone else, it's, oh, it's, it's never a good news. time. Yeah. Yeah. It's never, never a good thing. <laughs> and the funny thing is that they're comparing themselves too. So it's, it's, it's just one big circle. It never really accomplishes anything. Does it? Yeah. It's true. Cause you either think you're worse than them and that's a pride issue or you think you're better than them mm -hmm. and that's a pride issue. Yeah. So it just comes to back to pride. Yeah. That was something funny that, in, that I've learned in the mission was that being, thinking yourself as worse than someone is actually an issue of pride. Cause you wouldn't think that. Yeah. Like you'd think it more like being too humble or something like that yeah. or something like that, but it's an issue of pride and it's really funny how that works. Yeah. It's interesting. I think that's, who was it? That was Elder or President Benson that gave the talk, Beware of Pride. I think, I think the, so, yeah. The iconic talk. That's the kind and of big anyone, one. Anyone listening, be sure to look it up. I don't know the year. Do you I, know the year? I don't know the year okay. either. But it's Beware of Pride, uh, President Elder Tap Benson. Great talk. It's a great talk. Yeah. He talks about that. That's when I actually first heard that concept. Mm -hmm. Um and then I heard it again when I was reading Mere Christianity oh, yeah. by C.S. Lewis. But anyways, yeah, so comparing, that's a, that's a, mm -hmm. lead, takes you down the road of discouragement. Mm -hmm, definitely. <laughs> so don't do that. And I know there's, there's a video that really helped me deal with discouragement in the mission as well. Um, it's on YouTube. So unfortunately missionaries <laughs> this can't watch it, but um, uh, it's called La Expiación y la Obra Misional. 
and it's got like a it's like a little bit of a medley. It's got some from got part of a talk from uh, Elder Henry B. Iring or President Henry B. Iring. I'm not sure what he was at that time, and then one from Elder Holland as well. Mm. And it kind of mixes it up, and but. The video part of the video that really impacts me, besides the music, it's really good music. Uh, but it's Elder Holland's talk, and he's talking about how the missionary work isn't meant to be easy, and how salvation isn't meant to be easy, and like how when we feel discouraged and when we're trod upon and when we're spat on and made a made a hiss and a byword, um, that we're walking the same path that the Savior walked, and that we're feeling just a little bit of what we need to feel in order to become converted and to, re- and to reach salvation of that we're feeling that little bit of the, the atonement and making a part of us. Yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't seen that video, but I remember hearing that talk. That's um, a fantastic talk. It gives me chills every time. Yeah. Yeah. I forget the name. I think did they show it in the MTC. Is I that... don't remember. Okay. Cause I know like when I was in the MTC, they had like a night or two that was like a movie night yeah. And they, they think it was Sunday nights. Yeah, I think. I think we had those every week where they'd put on like a devotional. Yeah, either yeah. devotional. I think one time they yeah. played like Legacy. Oh, yeah, we had those and too. Was... <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we got everyone super trunky in the MTC. Oh <laughs> good times. Holy cow, that was crazy. Yeah, the devotional nights, be good girls and good boys. Well, I guess you were at the Provo one, weren't you? Yeah. Oh, they had to, definitely different, different. You had the live devotionals. We had to, we had to watch the recorded ones. Yeah. Dang. Yep. So, but yeah, so not comparing, that's important. And, uh, let's see what else I'm trying to think of like, oh, when you're, when you're trying to like hit a goal, right? You set a goal. Oh, when you're, oh that was, that one hurts. That one, that one hurts a lot. Our mission had a big problem with that. Setting too high of goals. Setting way too high of goals. I know at one point our president, and I know he meant well, I know it was revelation, but uh, he said that every area was supposed to find 10 each month, find 10 and baptize 10, and it would bring the mission total up to 800. And that was a big step up Step up because like previously, like our record had been like, I think we got like 301, 302, something like that. Mm. So it was like, it seemed, it was really daunting, but everyone was super, super willing to get into it. And then I don't know what it was, but we were just not reaching that. And like mission numbers dropped crazy low. Like everyone kind of got discouraged, I guess, in that sense and just kind of dropped off. It really had a bad impact on us as a mission as a whole. So just setting those numbers and not reaching them is really a discouraging factor. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely can be. And it was for me for a while. Um, and that's the thing. It's trying to find that balance between, um, setting like obviously high goals that are going to stretch, push and Mm -hmm. get, get you to do more, but also making it achievable. Yeah, definitely. And so, and to that, to that note, definitely do whatever your mission president is inspired to counsel you to do um, and just learn all you can from it. Um, the purpose of what he is doing is definitely not to discourage. Yeah, no, that definitely wasn't the intention. He yeah. wanted us to wanted us to stretch and reach that goal. It, it wasn't yeah. on him by any means. It was just as we kind of failed to reach that goal, everyone yeah, it's kind of sunk down a little bit and kind of was just wondering, what are we doing wrong? Yeah. That type of stuff. Yeah, totally. And so the question is like how to avoid that, like Mm -hmm. how to avoid not getting discouraged, you know, that's Mm -hmm. the, like, what did you, like when you did get to that point, um, were you able to find anything that that helped you or know any other Mm -hmm. people that did certain things that helped them? I think because when investigators and like 
when baptisms fall and investigators stop wanting to take the lessons, like yeah. it's possibly one of the most discouraging things you can that happens in the mission apart from maybe like when a convert will go inactive. Yeah. Like when they're so far along. Yeah. And then they, and just, they kinda just kinda drop quit. Off. Yeah. And that oh, that hurts. It really does. Um but I'd say that what eventually what I eventually learned, it wasn't something I picked up right away. And it was definitely a difficult lesson to learn. But what I eventually figured was that sometimes we take a little bit too much responsibility on ourselves. Like it's our job to teach them. It's our job to make sure they understand it, Mm -hmm. but we're not making them do anything. We're not forcing them to do anything. Yeah. So if they eventually, they stop going to church or they stop attend, they stop taking lessons. It's not on us. It's on them. Mm -hmm. It's because salvation is a personal thing. It's um, like, we shouldn't take it personally. Like we should be saddened about it because they're brothers and because sisters, they're brothers yeah. and sisters, and we love them. But it's really it's their decision ultimately, and we just need to treat them with the kindness and love that they deserve. And then maybe eventually one day it'll be their time because it's not always their time. There's you know everyone has the uh, the mission folder, the carpeta de, de aria. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you yeah. know how many times have we gone through that and we've looked at one that was been that was taught about six six months ago, a year ago, um, even more than that. And we get, you give them a call and they're ready to take the lessons. Um, it's just not always everyone's time that that initial time. So I think definitely recognizing that is is helpful in real in uh, when investigators fall. Yeah, yeah, that's huge. It's huge because yeah, I mean, it's just hard. It's just hard sometimes because yeah, like you, it, you get so far, you get your hopes up, and it never gets easier. Yeah. Like that's something from like from day one to the end of your mission. That's going to sting if someone, if someone falls like that. Yeah. But the thing, the cool thing is the love that you have for them never really, I mean, never really goes mm-hmm. away. Like you, like even if, um, I just think it's so cool. Like someone that, um, I happen to be teaching on the mission. Like if, if I hear years down the road, like, Oh, they got baptized. Yeah. It's like that just, I mean, it's just so cool. It just no, feels no. so good to be able to have played even just the smallest part of that. In the, I had, in the I had actually had a, a really interesting experience with something like that. Really? Yeah. Um, so down in Peru, we did this, we did this cool thing because the MTC was so close mm. is that, um, cause it was actually in our mission. We, um, they let the missionaries in the MTC come out. Like, I think it's, I think it was just like once, once or twice. Um, but they let them come out and just kind of do almost like a, like an exchange. Like, mm-hmm. It's so hard thinking of these words in English, honestly, <laughs> I've never, call, I've never called them this before. Uh, they, we did, they would basically do an exchange with us for a couple hours. Uh, so we did one of those and it was one of my areas and I just had an awesome, this awesome guy who would just contact me like crazy because down there we didn't knock doors. We had the little pass along cards and we just pass them to people in the street uh, okay. and try to start conversations that way. <clears throat> so this guy was just darting from left and right, left and right, left and right. And his Spanish was so bad, but he was trying his heart out and it was awesome. Um, but we were walking along and all of a sudden, like we passed this store and I don't know, I remember this so well, but I do. And we walked by this store and all of a sudden this guy walks out and he starts talking to us. Hmm. Like the guy I was with didn't contact him. I didn't contact him. This guy's talked to us. He's like, Hey, I seen like you types of guys around. Um, what's your deal? And so we talked to him. We're like, Oh, we're missionaries of the church of Jesus Christ. Uh, we help people grow closer to Christ. Would you be interested in that? He's like, definitely. And one of the big things that we did basically, um, 
kind of his, from what he told us, like his schedule was really, really busy. So we were just like, you know what? Just come to church on Sunday and we can figure more stuff out after that. Cause that's what we'd normally do. Like if someone was kind of noncommittal about something, we'd just kind of mm-hmm. be like, well, just come to church on Sunday and we can work from there. Yeah. And a lot of times they wouldn't show up. But, uh, so we give this guy our number cause he's like, yeah, I'll come, I'll come, I'll come. And you know, they always, they always said something like that. They're a bunch yeah. of people. They were, they were always down to please people. So they'd always just say that and then they wouldn't come. And so we just kind of treated like a normal contact and walked off. And, uh, it was that Sunday and like the guy had gone back to MTC after that. Cause it was only like a day thing. Mm-hmm. But like that Sunday morning, like my companion and I, we, um, we were going around seeing if we could get our investigators to come to church. Cause like, I mean, I like, had to go wake him up sometimes or go just walk him to church with him to make sure they would get there. Mm-hmm. And I remember we got this call. I'm like, I don't know. Do you know this number? He's like, no, I don't. I'm like, I don't know it either. So I picked it up and it was this guy. He's like, Hey, like you're the guys I talked to the other day, right? The elders, right? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I'm trying to go to church, but I can't find it. I'm like, no way. Whoa. <laughs> Cause oh that, that was like, that was like the first time that's ever happened to me that someone had actually like given us a call and be like, Hey, I'm trying to go to church. Yeah. So we gave him the directions and as we got to church, he was there. He was like, he was dressed up like in a white shirt and stuff. We're like, this guy's awesome. So like we set up lessons with him. Uh, oh, I'm going on a long time, aren't I? No, you're uh, fine. I'm going to hear the end of this. Right. Yeah. So we set up some lessons with him and he was a great guy. Uh, he had a really open mind, but he was kind of like, he was open. He was a little too open. I might mm-hmm. say like, he was like, oh, I can't believe in everything, you know, like a little bit of like the Scientology type of stuff. The, oh, I think he said like neophysics or something like that. He had like a really special name. But um, so it was just like just a whole bunch of different stuff. So he was like, he was open to everything. So he was like really open to lessons. He was like, yeah, that makes, that makes sense. And so we were going along with him. And then I remember one day that we, uh, that we went and talked to them. He's like, you know, I've been... Uh, I've been doing some research and you know how deadly that phrase is oh, when you're talking to an, to an investigator. I've been doing some research or I saw this on the internet Yeah. Uh, and he was just talking about how like, how like the Lamanite, how like someone had found evidence that the Lamanites and Nephites weren't a thing or something. And that just broke my heart that night. I was like, he's like, I don't think I'm ready to be baptized just yet. Like I'll keep taking the lessons, but I don't think I'm ready to be baptized just yet. I was mm. like, no, cause this is like, I think it was like a week or two out from the date we had set. I was like, Ooh. oh no. That's when he's working the hardest. And that was like a week before transfer. So I was like, no. Oh. And so, you know, transfers happened. Mission goes on. And, uh, I didn't hear anything from anyone. I was like, if these guys get baptized, you should like, let me know and invite me. And they're like, Oh yeah, definitely. And then I didn't hear anything. So I just kind of thought they had kind of just fallen away, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, um, it actually was when I, uh, when I got back, it was April, 2020. I think it was like a week or so. Or, I don't know. It was something, it was a couple of weeks after I'd gotten back, but I get a text from these guys like on Facebook messenger. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I didn't make anything of it because, you know, sometimes people down there would just be like, how are you? Like, Oh, I'm doing, I'm like, are you still attending church? I'm like, no, but it's fine. <laughs> uh, but I got texting these guys and they're like, I'm like, okay, how are you guys doing? They're like, well, we got baptized. I'm like, you what? And they had gotten baptized, I think in January of that year, January, 2020. Holy. And I was just, I just remember feeling so happy. Like I was, it's kind of, it's kind of stung a little bit. Cause I was like, what happened to my invite? But yeah. uh, but I was just so happy for these guys. So it was definitely, those type of experiences are awesome. Like even if you're not the 
like ultimately the, the moral of the story, I guess, is that even if you're not the missionary who baptizes them per se, mm-hmm. like they still care about you and they still remember you and you will still feel that joy that, um, that you would, even if you're not, that even if you're not in the font with them. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's good to remember is because <clears throat> everyone has a different role to play in everyone's lives. Like I'll, like I'll influence people that I had have no idea that I influenced them mm-hmm. at some point. And for that, they remember me, yeah. whether good or bad. <laughs> for example, and, you're, you're the guy I remember who got me the singles board in the first place. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's good or, nor, or bad. I'm you know, guy. I'm not sure either. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. And so it just depends. Like, you know, some people are sowers, some people mm-hmm. are reapers. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't fear the reaper. Yeah, you know, because the scripture says the field is white and ready to harvest. But yeah. there's, you got to remember, there's also got to be the people who plant the seeds in the first place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, all those people, like, yeah, there's, and even those, you know, for those that we are blessed to go out and actually reap the benefits or, mm-hmm. you know, be able to be there when they're baptized or when they go to the temple or whatever it is, like, for every baptism that happens, there's someone who went through the, who, who, who sowed the seed. Mm-hmm. And so, and obviously like we're just the, the, the instruments in mm-hmm. God's hands. But, exactly. And so he's the real one that's doing all the work. Yeah. We're we had just, a, we had a big there. thing in our mission where, um, we were, we weren't allowed to call them our converts mm. and we kind of joked about it all the time. Like we did say like our converts would be like, Oh, sorry, my bad. The Lord's converts, but it really is like, it's the truth. Like they're not ours. They're not someone we've convinced to do that. It's not our doing. We just said the words and taught them what they needed to know, but really the spirit and, and the Lord have done all the hard work. So really they're not ours to, to claim, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's all, I mean, he's doing the work. He's just, I mean, we're just there. Yeah. We're just, <laughs> Pretty much. We're just there. We're benefiting from, from the, uh, what he's doing. So we're just the tools, man. It's true. It's true. And so to go back to, um, back to the main topic after that big rabbit trail. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was awesome. I think that was applicable. Um, but to go back just to the concept of setting a goal and not hitting it and then kind of falling into that cycle of discouragement mm-hmm. and setting another goal. And because you're already discouraged, you don't have the faith to accomplish it. And so it's like breaking that cycle is the, is, can be a challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, can be easy, but be. most of the time it's, mm-hmm. I think it's a little harder because you're not in that you're not feeling that not feeling spirit. that mindset yeah. yeah I definitely think a bad month like that can definitely throw you off mm-hmm. but I wouldn't make it a norm yeah I guess yeah don't make it don't make it uh, <clears throat> kind of like universal don't make it so mm-hmm. it's all encompassing yeah <clears throat> it's it's not I mean I don't know I, I'd, I, I'd, I knew missionaries that would set a goal to have um, like zero like baptized mm-hmm. unconfirmed because it's like, Oh, we don't have any on date. I was like, yeah. no. Okay. But like, but also I just have, I have a problem putting a zero on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and so no, I don't think zero should ever be a goal because that's not a goal. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's, it's a goal to do nothing. Yeah. Like, a, like in the definition, like that's the definition of a goal, isn't it? It's the, something that you set to strive for. Yeah. Like uh, putting a zero in your, in your numbers would be more like a prediction. I'd say like, we don't have any on date. So it looks like we're not going to have any baptisms. That's not, that's not a goal. 
Yeah. Yeah, and like, I don't know, who knows? Anything could happen. Yeah. So, I mean, always make a point to at least put one, at least, like, even if you're having a hard time, put one down because miracles happen. They really do. Yeah. Like, yeah. someone will have that interest. If you're doing all that you can and you're praying for it and you guys are, like, you're putting in the effort to, to contact, to do all you can, like, that'll happen. Miracles happen like that. Yeah. And, and I think that that's a key is just doing all you can. Mm-hmm. Because... If you're, if you know you're doing all you can, God knows it too, mm-hmm. and that's all you can do. Yeah, there's a there's a talk about that, isn't there? There's a. I think so. Who 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 said it? With the with the last floor, fourth floor, fourth floor, last door. Oh, President Uchtdorf. Is that Uchtdorf? I think that was in one of the sisters' sessions. Yeah, yeah. You know, they they struggled. They went through that entire apartment apartment building, fourth floor apartment building. The one person that they found was in the fourth floor and the last door. Yeah. So, find the last door. I guess that kind of ties in with being diligent as well, but I guess one the same. Yeah. And I think for those that aren't, for those that feel discouraged and that are like knowing that they're not giving all, mm-hmm. you should feel discouraged. Like that's, that's bad for me to say, but it's, it reminds me of what Alma told to his son. I think it was Shiblon when he was like, don't let your sins trouble you, but let them trouble you to make you be better. Yeah. Yeah. Enough to boost you forward. It's like the talk from Elder Bednar and like Mm -hmm. they made a video of it, like with the guy who goes out, chops wood, the truck gets stuck. And then he's like, he's like, well, I'm here anyway. Might as well chop wood. Mm -hmm. So he chops wood, puts him in the truck. And because he has the load, he's able to get it out. Yeah. And so sometimes like that's what you need Mm -hmm. is to feel that for a little, for a little bit, but recognize it for what it is and then move on, Mm -hmm. move past it and just move into a more of a faithful um, mindset, faithful spirit. Definitely. And for those who I'd say, for those who are discouraged right now, I definitely say kind of not rely, but talk with your companion and be honest with them or her. Um, Let them know what you're going through and they can oftentimes be that, that be that load or be that push that you need to get out there. Um, Like, like we've, we've already stated, like getting into the work will make you distract and make you feel better. So sometimes you just need to push, like talk with your companion and let them know what's happening and rely on them. Like you're sent out two by two for a reason and really make use of that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And just kind of some, some closing remarks here. Just, I think there's a bigger danger in setting goals that are too low and achieving them Mm -hmm. than setting goals that are too high and just barely missing them. Mm -hmm. I think obviously sometimes we do want to have that moment, those moments when we hit our goals Mm -hmm. and we want that a lot, but we need to be pushing ourselves if that makes sense. So like Mm -hmm. as long as you're setting a goal that's pushing yourself and like really pushing yourself, Mm -hmm. then I don't know. I'm just, I'm just a, a nerd for goals that are super high and like, Oh yeah, we know it's for doing the impossible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, there's a word and I'm thinking of, and I can't remember. It's right on the tip of my tongue. Uh, but basically what I'm trying to say is that missionaries live in the com- live, uh, live outside the comfort zone. Missionaries live in the danger zone, you might say. Mm-hmm. And I know that goes against everything in the safety zone, but it's not like that. <laughs> uh, it's not more, that kind of safety. Not that, not, not that kind of danger, you know? Um, just getting out there, getting uncomfortable for people like me, um, 
public speaking, talking to people I don't know, that's really something I don't don't really care for. Mm-hmm. So it, being in the mission, having to talk with so many people where I'm like, um, well, you want to <laughs> learn about Jesus? You don't know me, I don't know you, but... Jesus. Jesus? <laughs> uh, I don't know, that didn't, but that really helped me, you know, because I don't think beforehand I'd ever do anything like this. I don't think I'd definitely be the person I am right now. Um, so it really, it pushes you in a way that you, that's often not pleasant, not to, not to bash the mission or anything, but it doesn't, you'll feel like I don't feel normal doing this, but you're not supposed to because you're not being you, you're being a representative of Christ. So living in that danger zone, getting out of your comfort zone and doing the work is really, I forgot where we were going with this. <laughs> well, it pushes you. It pushes you. you. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. It pushes you beyond that goal. It pushes you into that goal mindset rather yeah. than just prediction mindset. Exactly. That's what it was. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so, again, thanks, Cameron, for, for coming on the show. Um, just a couple final questions that we like to ask everyone that we have on the show. First is, um, what advice would you give to those that are preparing to serve? And the second is, what advice would you give to those that have just barely gotten back? Mm-hmm. So, for those that are preparing... What would, what would you tell them? Oh, that's a big question. There's a lot. There's a lot to do. Um, what would you say is more important than they all? Right. Um, you know, I definitely probably say strengthening your faith. I know that's kind of a basic answer and, you know, probably one that everyone mentions a lot. But doing the small and simple things right now will help you later on. Um, when you hit those walls of discouragement, when you when you get – when you if not when, but if you get depressed or something like that happens, um, having a strong, having a strong faith and knowing that God is there will definitely help you and carry you. And I guess also this ties back into the, that video I was talking about with Dale Holland talk, mm-hmm. um, knowing, trusting and relying on the set, on the atonement, I guess is also something I would say because the atonement has I know when we think of the atonement we think of it as more of a of a redeeming power that it cleanses of our of our sins but it also has an enabling power and that's what will carry you in the mission in the times of discouragement in the times of trials and tribulations that what that's what will will drive you and push you to be the best you can I love that so is it knowing relying or knowing trusting and relying yeah that's what i'd say on the on this on faith and on the atonement i'd say ultimately i love that words of wisdom and what would you say for those that have just gotten back for those that have just gotten back i see i've been back for a little while now so i'm not so (laughs) not so green not so green (laughs) (laughs) um but I'd probably say don't forget what you've learned. And I know it's easy. I know it's tempting to go back to the way you were before. Um, But don't forget the lessons that you've learned and don't forget the people that you've grown to care about. I know I'm not the best example of this, but every once in a while I'll get a I'll get a text from someone I taught down there. I'll get a text from a family that a member family that that we were really really close with. And just keeping those connections is just so. uh, there's, I don't know, there's, there's not a word to describe it. It feels so good. There's such a joy that there is in talking with someone that you were able to grow so close with and just the love that they have for you and the love for, that you have for them is just, it's unconditional. But so just don't forget. I guess that's, that's how you could sum it up, I guess. Just don't forget. Yeah. Just the lessons that you've learned, the people that you've met, your time as a representative of Jesus Christ. Just don't forget. I love that. Never forget. Never forget. Oh, great. Now it sounds corny. It has a new meaning. 
Oh man, awesome! No, well, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us on the show. Really appreciate it. Yeah, um, thanks for having me. Yeah, we uh, look forward to uh, maybe doing a future episode. We'll see what happens. You but, know I'm uh, around. <laughs> but yeah, have a good one. We'll uh, we'll see you guys later.